Good morning. Welcome to worship. Today we are continuing on in this series that we started last week called The Games of Life. And we're looking at different games that can remind us of some of the issues that we as Christians face. And so last week we looked at the uh, the big game called life itself. Remember that? And we and we talked about how God's desire is for us to uh, to achieve to to gain the ultimate prize. And we learned that that ultimate prize is not a shiny trophy, but rather a relationship with him, right? That blesses us, blesses others. And so last week, we looked at different strategies that we could take that would help us do just that, that will help us succeed in what matters most. Today, we're going to look at a poker game like like George mentioned a moment ago called Texas Hold'em. Just out of curiosity, I saw your hands go up if you play cards. How many of you have ever played the game Texas Hold'em? Ever, ever, ever. All right. Yeah, it's a fun game. And I, I, I've played it a couple times, not for money, just for fun. But it's an enjoyable game. And yet, like any poker game, there is an element of risk that's involved. And if you've ever played that game, you know that you get a certain number of cards and there are a number of rounds where you bet on those cards that you have and that you hope to receive. And in each of those rounds, when you bet, you have three moves. Okay, and if you've played poker, you know what I'm talking about. You can either fold, where you just like, I quit. I, I have a lousy hand. I'm give up. You can call, which is where you match the current bet that's going around the table, or you can raise. You can increase that bet. But there is a fourth option for you, and it's an option that you can take, and at times you should take. It's very bold, very risky, and it's called going all in. It's where you bet all your chips, right? You push all your chips out onto the table. Again, very, very risky move, but it could lead to a huge payoff. Today, I want to talk about those times when we as Christ followers should be willing to go all in, all right? Times when we need to take a risk, kind of like what Laura's talking about, and, and in effect, put our chips on the table. And Jesus talks about risk in the Bible. I really like how it's worded here in Luke 19. This is in the message paraphrase because it words it so well. But look at what Jesus says. He says, risk your life and get more than you ever dreamed of. Play it safe and end up holding the bag. And that night, I love how that's worded. You, you know, risk your life and you get what? More than you ever dreamed of, right? If you, however, play it safe, if you don't step out of your comfort zone, if you don't take any risks, you're going to miss out on all that life has to offer. You're going to, you're going to miss it out, miss out on it and be left holding the bag. So as a follower of Jesus, okay, as a Christian, it, to get the most out of life, or rather what God wants you to get out of life, understand there are times when you need to step out and take some risks. But like Laura mentioned a moment ago, I'm not talking about foolish risks, right? I'm not talking about riding a bike off a table, holy smokes. But I, I'm also talking about not taking foolish risks with your money, like investing in a get-rich Ponzi type scheme. I'm not talking about foolish risks with your relationships, where you have premarital sex, I'm not talking about risks with your integrity where you put your reputation on the line for something you know is wrong and not true. I'm not talking about foolish risks. I'm talking about godly risks. And when I talk about godly risks, this is what I want you to think of. I want you to think of a risk that will stretch you 
and help you grow as God's child. And if you want an example of somebody who was willing to take some godly risks, think about the Apostle Paul in the New Testament. Hey, that guy, he, at the first part of his life, he was throwing people, Christians in jail. He was hunting them down. And then he had this life-changing encounter with Jesus, right? And, and, and then he goes from being the number one persecutor of Christianity to the number one promoter of Christianity. But even then, there were people who did not like his new message. And Paul ended up being chased and arrested and beaten and stoned and all kinds of stuff. But because he was willing to take risks, because he was willing to go all in, Paul was able to share the good news of Jesus and plant and start churches all over the known world back then. It's crazy. In fact, in one of the letters that he wrote to one of those churches that he started, in this particular case, it was in the city called Corinth, Paul says this, 2 Corinthians 4, he says, we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake. We're willing to take a risk for Jesus so that his life may be revealed in our mortal body. In other words, Paul's saying, if you want Jesus to be revealed in you, okay, that for people to see Jesus in you, there comes a point in time when you, as a child of God, as a Christ follower, when you need to be willing to take some risks, so for all of you sitting here, for all of you watching home online right now, let me just share with you times, some risks that you should take, okay? Times when you should, as a Christian, go all in. And first, first, you should take a risk and go all in whenever you have the chance to grow. Honestly, anytime, anytime you have the opportunity to nurture and strengthen your walk with Jesus, to build and grow your faith, you should be jumping on that instantly. I mean, you know, growth is what life on earth is all about, isn't it? From the moment you're born, it's all about growing, growing emotionally, growing relationally, growing physically. My one granddaughter will be four in October, and I'm amazed at how much she has grown in just that short period of time. It's crazy. But that's part of being a human. Part of being a Christian means that you grow too, spiritually. And not just when you're a little one, okay, but throughout your life to the day you die. Seriously, at this point next year, this time next year, you, you should not be, technically, you should not be in the same place that you are spiritually right now, right? That needle should, should have bumped a little bit toward you getting a little bit closer to Jesus, growing a little bit stronger in your faith. You should be growing. But here's the rub. All that we can do here at Royal Redeemer is give you an environment that will help you grow. That's all we can do. We cannot force you to spiritually grow. Can't, cannot spoon feed spiritual growth into your heart. All we can do is provide an environment like this on a Sunday for you to worship and praise God, for you to hear and learn God's word, for you to celebrate sacraments of baptism, Lord's Supper. All we can do is provide you with opportunities to get into the Bible, whether it's on your own or in a small group setting or some other setting. All we can do is provide you with opportunities to pray and learn how to obey God's will. That's all we can do. We cannot make you grow. And here's where I'm going with all this. <clears throat> As a Christian, that growth is up to you. It is, it, it, you need to take personal responsibility for your spiritual growth. You need to take the initiative. In Proverbs 19, it says, do yourself a favor. Now look at that. 
Who's the favor for? For you, right? Do yourself a favor and learn all that you can from God's word. And remember what you've learned and you will prosper. You will grow. First Peter 2 says, like babies, newborn babies, crave pure spiritual milk so that by it you may grow up in your salvation. When opportunities exist for you to grow and nurture your faith, for you to mature spiritually, God says, I want you to go all in. And I think we all know that. But here's, here's where, it, this is where it gets unfortunate. Way too many Christians aren't growing and they're not growing because they're not willing to take the risk that is necessary to have that growth happen. So let me challenge you to adopt this principle, okay? If you remember nothing, remember this. Wherever you are, be there. And here's what I mean. Whenever you come here for worship, instead of just kind of sitting back and, you know, enduring an hour or so of this, you know, you know, without even, you know, engaging, just kind of going through the motions, be there. Be there. You know, follow along, um, you know, listen carefully, engage. Whenever you get into a Bible study setting, whether it's a small group setting or some other setting or on your own, be there for the distinct purpose of growing your faith, of taking in new information, of growing closer to Jesus. Whenever you pray, be there, right? Focus on what it is you're saying and to whom you are speaking, which, you know, God of the universe. Wherever you are, be there, be present. Now, that can be risky. It may not seem very risky, but it is, because what does that involve? It might very well involve you giving up something, to be there. It might involve you sacrificing something to be there, right? But that is what God is calling you to do. And he's, he's, he's asking you to take that risk because it's worth it. Now, for those of you who are watching online, I know you've become quite comfortable watching from home. And for those of you with medical conditions, or if you're out of town for the weekend, that's why we offer worship online for you. But for those of you who can be here and who aren't, come back. Be present here. I, seriously, you're missing out on so much fun, right? We have fun in here. We have so much, there's so much energy. Say thank you. <laughs> oh, I love this place. So, you know, be here. See, you missed all that right there. So you, you be here because you're missing out on the energy, the power, the blessing that comes when you're with, to, with come together with God's people. Think of a fire, okay? For when, when you take a coal out of, uh, out of a, a burning you know, fire and you set it off to the side, what's gonna happen to that coal, everybody? It's gonna get, it's get cold, right? It's gonna get dark, it's gonna get dim. Same thing happens when we separate ourselves from the physical body of Christ. Our faith can grow dim and dark and cold and you don't want that. I know you don't. And, and that doesn't change the fact that the Bible also says, let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. So if you can come, but aren't, come back, be present here. For all of us here though, okay, the ultimate goal for us as followers of Jesus is to become like Jesus. That's the goal. Ephesians 4 says, instead, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head that is Christ. That's the ultimate goal. Now, you're never going to be fully like Jesus this side of heaven, okay, just not. But the goal is for you to go all in, right? And take whatever risks necessary, right? So that you can grow. So that you can grow. Second, second, you should also be willing to take a risk and go all in whenever you have a chance to serve. 
If you want to be like Jesus, you want people to see Jesus in you, serve. Because that's what Jesus did. And Laura talked about that, right? Think about it. Think about it. Jesus went all in to serve you by coming to this earth and giving up his life on the cross so that you could have and enjoy forgiveness. God's, God's forgiveness. In Philippians 2, it says, Jesus made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. As a result of Jesus' willingness to serve, we experience God's grace and the promise of eternal life. Thanks be to God, right? Thanks be to God because we were on the path of being separated from God forever in a place called hell because of our sin, because of our our arrogance, our disobedience, our pride, our, our selfishness, you name it. But filled with love, anybody can get a fresh start through faith in Jesus Christ, anybody can have a clean slate when they, tr- when they confess their sins and trust that Jesus is their savior from that sin, right? And, and that's all avail- that's available to us, to anybody, anywhere, because Jesus was willing to serve. In response to Jesus' act of service, God calls us to go all in for him and to serve others, to serve other people when the opportunity arises. What I'd like you to do is get out this yellow insert. All of you should have received one of these when you came in. Go ahead and pull this out. And if this is your church home, pay attention. If you're visiting here, you can just, you know, look at the decorations behind me because this is really for those who call Royal Redeemer home. On this sheet are are a list of needs that you can, you can serve. You can help us out and serve in these areas. And this is by no means a conclusive list. These are areas that we really could use your help now, you know, like yesterday. So, so what I want you to do is just look over this list, all right? And understand this is not a risky list, right? You're looking at that help with the garage sale, right? It's easy. We're not asking you to feed, you know, sharks or something like that. This is easy. So you know, anybody can do this. So look it over, and here's where the risk comes in. The risk is taking a pen and checking off one of those boxes or two of those boxes, right? And then there's another risk involved. And, and I want you to remember this. The risk is also in the commitment that you make and then following through with it. It's doing what you say you're going to do. So there's, those, there's a two-sided risk. But just take a moment and go through there. And right now, fill these, just check off one or two of these things right here, right? And if, and if you've never served before, it's going to be risky, but I challenge you to do it. If you have served, but then you kind of, you know, stopped because of the pandemic and that happened, you know, come back. If, if your spouse serves and you aren't, you can't count that. <laughs> that's, that's cheating. You have to serve too, because... And I, and I don't want to do legalist and go all legalist on you. But you want to serve, right? You want to serve the Lord who served you first. So just understand. And, and for those of you who are watching online, this sheet can also be found online, the same page where our sermon outline is. Just email this back to Benny Levy or, or maybe just shoot her an email, you know, the areas that you can serve. And maybe there's an area that you, that's not on here. Write it down and we'll be in touch with you, right? But do it now. Do it now. In Proverbs 3, it says, never tell your neighbor to wait until tomorrow if you can help them now, right? So sign up for it now. And when you're done, just fold it in half. When the offering plate passes, just drop it in the offering plate, right? Easy peasy. But do it now because you don't want to wait. If you wait, if you delay, you probably won't do it. And you don't want to miss out on an opportunity to serve like I did. About two weeks ago, I was coming out of Costco 
<clears throat> and uh, running late. And uh, um, when I was pulling out my car into the, you know, to get out of the parking lot, I saw an elderly lady who was struggling. She had, I, I don't know, she had a lot of people she was getting water for, but there were like three cases of those, those big cases of bottled water, you know, plastic bottles of water. Those are heavy. And, and I'm thinking, I'm a strapping young man. I can help her. But I was running late and I had already pulled out and there was a guy behind me and I was feeling pressure. And so I went ahead and, and started going. And I'm like, ah, oh, sorry. And then I realized I need to help her. So I went all the way back down, came back. By the time I came back, another guy was helping her. It wasn't nearly as strapping or as young as me. <laughs> and I missed that. But that's my point. There is no risk in thinking about serving in doing these things. There's no risk in that. The risk is checking off a box or two. The risk is showing up. So take that risk, go all in and serve. All right, one last area, okay? As a Christ follower, be willing to take a risk and go all in whenever you have the chance to share. God provides you, believe it or not, with opportunities all the time to share his love for this world to other people. And while people will see Jesus in you as you uh, grow and as you serve, they really see Jesus in you when you take the time, when you care enough to go to somebody who is outside the family of Christ and you tell them who God is. When you tell them about his love for them in Jesus. When you share them the truths of found in God's word, like this one in Romans 5, God demonstrates his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So whether it's at work or at home, at the gym, and your sports team, at school, in your neighborhood, wherever, it doesn't matter. Wherever it is, whenever the opportunity arises, God's saying, go all in. It's taking a risk, and it's a scary risk. No question about that. It's a scary, risky thing to share your faith. But those people need to know that their sin is like this ocean, right? They, they, they can't cross. No one can cross. It separates them from God. They need to know that. They need to know that, that God, filled with love, crossed that ocean in the person of Jesus Christ. And through his death, they are forgiven. They need to know that. They need to know that they're forgiven, not because they've earned it or deserve it, but because God just gives it to him. Here you go. It's your gift from me through faith in Jesus as your savior. They need to know it. I know it's risky, scary risky, but that is what God is calling us to do. In Ephesians 3, Paul says, although I am less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. That is such a powerful verse. And what I like to do, just to drive it home, go ahead and pull out your sermon outline. If you have one of those, go ahead and pull that out. On the bottom, I actually printed out that verse with two blank lines. And the goal is for you to write your name on that blank. So for me, in, in this case, it would say, although John is less than the least of all God's people, this grace was given John to preach to the Gentiles. In my case, it would be my unchurched neighbors and friends, right? to preach to them the unsearchable riches of Christ. Write your name in there, because that's what God is calling you to do. Is it risky? Yes, yes, yes. But it is so worth it. God wants you to step out and take a risk and share with somebody else his powerful love for them in Jesus. One last verse, look at this. This is Luke 6, 38. Jesus says, give and it will be given to you. 
A good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. What, what an amazing promise. You give, you take a risk, you go all in and God will bless you with even more. So what are you waiting for? Take a risk. When it comes to growing, serving, sharing, go all in. It'll, it is, you won't regret it. You won't regret it, I guarantee. All right, between now and next Sunday, when you come back, let me challenge you in a couple of ways. First, let me just challenge you to be present whenever you connect with God. When you're connecting with God, whether it's a Bible study or you're, you know, a prayer time or here at worship, be present. Remember, wherever you are, be there, right? Be there, be engaged, participate. Second, sign up for an area of service and then show up. If you, while I was talking on and on and on, if you checked a couple of those boxes or one of those boxes, thank you. Okay, that's the first part of the risk. Second part of the risk is then to follow through. When we call and say, hey, can you help? You say, yeah, what took you so long to call, right? But follow through and then follow through with that commitment. And then third, love others by looking for opportunities to share God's love. God will be providing those opportunities for you to share God's love with others. Do it, take the risk so that they too, by the Spirit's power, can know and love Jesus as their Savior and take risks that will help them grow, serve, and share as well. Amen? All right, all right. Well, let's pray about this. Let's pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you that when it comes to following you, life could be such a blast. It can be so exciting. It can be full of growth. It can be full of service. It can be full of opportunities to share with others who you are and your love for them in Jesus. Father, I pray for each person here and for those watching online right now, I just pray that you would teach us when it is proper to take, not foolish, but godly type risks. And that we would do it in a way that would not only bless us, but bless others and more importantly, honor you. Lord Jesus, we love you. We pray all this in your powerful name and the people of God all said, amen.